the title of my sermon, if I was going to put a title on it, would, I'd say, have you found your joy? Have you found your joy? Some of us can like answer that really easily and say, yeah, I find my joy in my children. Hello, right? My little son, Steele, he's acting all goofy. You know, he has this little drum set at home, right? He puts a little beep, boop, 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 little sounds or something. He hits a little drums or something like that and makes all these funny noise. And he just dances like some little crazy person doing all these crazy little things. I'm like, yeah, that's probably me. He gets that from me. I know, right? Because I'm a little goofy. I'm a little loud. I get it. I know. <clears throat> you know, when you're getting Vince, it's going to be like, hello. You know, you know, it's going to be some a little bit of a up there in the volume range, you know? That's why you got Solomon to turn me back down, you know? But anyways, right? We get joy from our children. We see them and we're like, oh, I just love them so much when they're like doing this or that. Or we see them in a play or a skit or some kind of little thing that they're doing. They're doing their little dance recital. Little Danny and Felix out there. You know, you see your little daughter Raylan doing her little dance thing. Oh, you get joy in that, right? You know, <clears throat> blessing others. When we're blessing others or we're giving to God or we're blessing someone with this or that. You know, how many of you have ever given to someone in your life? You just, whether it be monetarily or you've given, you know, of your time and your efforts and your skills to them. You know, you get blessed by that. You know, I always mention like Christmas or birthdays or something. When you see someone open up your present. We went to Raylan's birthday party. That's why I kind of, they're on my mind right now yesterday. And you see her open up your present. She gets all excited, you know you're like, oh yeah, I did good, you know, but, uh, you know, you feel good about that, right, you know, <clears throat> or, you know, like someone we love so very much, you know, probably enjoying its coffee right now, sitting on the, uh, you know, little deck or the beach or somewhere like that, you know, and he's enjoying his coffee with his family, hanging out, watching some blue waters walking, I mean, rolling on some white sand right now, yeah, that's you, pastor, um, he's having his second coffee, I guess, hopefully, you know, or maybe his third, I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully it's his first. He woke up late, he slept in, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know if the kids will allow you to do that, but anyways, we can see the joy. It's easy to find joy when we're in the presence of God. It's easy to see your joy when we're in the presence of God. It's always like a little bit simpler because God is easy. He said his yoke is easy right? <clears throat> but when we leave here, you know, things a little bit change. We got this great worship team behind us. Thank you, worship team. You guys killed it. You know, I loved our bass guitar. He was like, the drummer's about, doo -doo 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 -doo. Bang. oh, I love that. He was like into it. The, we got this awesome worship team. We got this awesome one seed family. Give it up for one seed family. What? What? Love y'all so very much. You know, it's easy sometimes to like get into the joy because we got each other around us. And we're like, yes, you know, I can feel that joy. I can see that joy, right? But when we leave here, little tiny little blinders start popping up in our head, you know, little tiny ones, you know, nothing big, just our normal day-to-day -day life, you know, nothing horrific. I mean, you know, giant mountains. I mean, there could be a giant mountain. I don't know what you're going through or your situations in life, you know, finances or health or maybe a loved one's, you know, this or that or whatever. But usually it's just our day-to-day -day little tiny things, right? What I'm talking about are normal things in our lives. You know, like work, 
oh, I got to go to work at 9.30 today instead of um, 10.30, you know, or something like that. You know, what about my family? You know, there's a birthday party. Oh, I got to get that birthday present. You know, we got to go over there and get that. Oh, what about that graduation party? I know Susie's graduating, so I got to get, oh, and so-and-so's graduating, so I got to go over there and get that. You know, oh, I got to mow the lawn, and then I got to edge the lawn, and then I got to weed eat the lawn, and then I got to fertilize the lawn. You know, I got to do all that kind of stuff. Got to make sure it's perfect, you know, that crazy-looking clovers all over my lawn. I'm like, hey, Mr. Roundup, ooh, I'm getting that clover because those little yellow flowers, ooh, I think those yellow flowers are the devil. But anyways, um, you know, what about that driver that cut you off? Something like that. Just regular things in your life. You know, what about soccer practice? You have to go there and do this, you know. Um, your finances, you're like, hey, I got my taxes back, you know. What are we going to do with that money? We're going to put it in the savings. Are we going to, like, invest it? Um, who do we speak about um, investing the XYZ monies or whatever? You know, what about maybe a home repair? Everyone's AC is going out, you know. Um, friends of mine, two friends of mine, their ACs are out, you know. Of course, it always goes out in summer. It never goes out in winter. I don't know why. But anyways... <laughs> Um, but right, our car repairs, just things start popping up in front of our eyes and we can't see. We can't see anymore because of bills. Maybe some holidays are coming up and we're planning for them. Maybe summer vacations are coming up. You know, like Pastor, he's on right, right now. We're about to go on one in, in July. You know, I mean, you know, things start popping up in your eyes and you can't see the joy anymore. You can't feel the joy anymore because you got these things. You woke up at four o'clock in the morning and you're go, 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 all the way to two o'clock in the morning because you got this plant and this plant and this plant and this plant. You got a grocery store. You go to the regular old grocery store and that person like stole your parking spot to get into the grocery store. You're like, I whipped around here to get into that spot and then you stole the spot and that kind of upset you and this upset you and then there's a miscommunication on this and miscommunication that and you're having little tiny arguments with this and that. Right? It's just little things and they build up and pretty soon you can't see it all. Which brings stress and anxiety arguments, miscommunications with your loved ones, with your children. When all we see or feel is the weight being put on us, we can't see the joy because we lost it in the fog of life. Ezekiel 37, one through three, the hand of the Lord came upon me and I brought and brought me out into the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley and it was full of bones then he caused me to pass by them all and behold there were very many in the open valley and indeed they were very dry he said to me, son of man, can these dry bones live? And I answered, oh, Lord, God, you know. God shows him death. Who would like to have a vision from the Lord, right? All of us, right? Commune with the Lord, have a spiritual vision with God, you know, have God bring you out spiritually to somewhere. But I guarantee you that that vision to me is like the streets of gold, you know, they're transparent, the walls of jasper, the gates of pearl, you know, those kind of things. You know, I, I want to see heaven or I want to see something awesome and amazing, right? Because God is full of great, awesome things. 
but God shows him death. God shows him all these dry bones. God shows him all these negative things, right? No one wants a vision from God to be of death. Where's the joy in that? When we're focused on all the things in life from 4 a.m. or I don't know when you wake up, I'm guessing 6 a.m. or somewhere in the morning to all the way at night and you're like, go, 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 go. I got to do the laundry. I got to take out the trash. I got to get the dishes done. I got to cook dinner. I got to, you know, spend time with my wife. I got to do this and do this and do this and do this. We miss it. We aren't looking for the joy and all we can see is the normal or sometimes the crazy normal, right? Then God asked him a silly question, right? Sometimes God can ask a silly question. God gets a, you ask a silly question, what happens? You get a silly answer. Ezekiel goes, you know. <laughs> can these bones live? Ezekiel doesn't know. Sometimes we don't know. But God does. That's why we put our trust in him, right? It's like, you know, God. Am I going to be delivered from this situation or that situation or whatever? God knows. Just tell him. Say, I don't know. You know, God. You know this situation, Lord. I'm depending on you. God's not difficult. And he does know everything you're going through. Ezekiel 37, 4 through 6. Again. Again means he already said it once, right? So again, because... Ezekiel, just like us, is a little bit stubborn. So God had to repeat himself, or otherwise it wouldn't say again, right? So again, he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord, the Lord God to these bones, surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. I will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. God's telling Ezekiel exactly what to do. Right? Do we have that person? Do you, one of you have that kind of a person that when you're facing life, and little tiny little struggles or maybe it's a big huge struggle you know that you can call on that person and you can be like hey doot, 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 doot. you know I need some prayer maybe it's pastor one of the pastors here maybe it's one of the ushers here maybe it's one of the greeters here I don't know maybe it's just someone sitting right over there and you're like I know that person has anointing of God I'm going to ask them to pray for me in my situation I don't care if it's you know the smallest thing, you know, the person at the grocery store um, that irked you because, remember, it's the straw that broke the camel's back, correct? It can be the smallest thing and you can, right? <clears throat> Things we ask ourselves. <clears throat> so God's telling Ezekiel what to do. Do you have that person that you can turn to for prayer? That person's going to tell you exactly what to do like God told Ezekiel. That person's probably going to tell you, like, you need to pray. And they pray with you. 
right? They also tell you, you need to give it to God. You need to claim God's promises. You need to accept that God is your protector. He is your provider. He's your shelter. He's your rock. He's your sword. And he's your shield. But does that stop the worry, the doubt, or the fear that you have over that certain situation? Sometimes yes, but sometimes no. You still feel it. Yes, they've prayed for you. You've got onto your little social media thing, and you're like, hey, everybody pray for me. I'm having a special unspoken, you know, whatever. Um, and you've called your person, you know, you call a friend, you know, like that old TV show. I forgot what it's called, but you call a friend, and, you know, they, uh, you know, pray for you and everything like that, but you still feel it. Sister-in-law of mine named Jamie said I wasn't going to say her name, but I did. But I've asked her permission about this. I already called her. <clears throat> but she's um, called us a couple weeks ago and was like, hey, you know, I just want to uh, talk to you. And she talked to my wife, actually. And, <clears throat> and she was like, hey, I need you to pray about a certain situation going on in my life. You know, I have this little bump, you know, and a uh, little thing going on in my body. And, you know, I went to the doctor, check it out. And they're like, hey, it's probably nothing. Isn't that like the kiss of death when the doctor says, it's probably nothing? Because you know right after that is the B-U-T word. But we're going to test it for what? Cancer. We're going to test this for cancer because, you know, there's likely a good chance that this is cancer. And we need to make sure and then we need to take steps going forward. Now, what you don't know is that her husband died of cancer just recently. And he walked in totally fine, same kind of thing, you know, and they're like, oh, you got stage four cancer. You got four months, maybe six. And six, he was gone. So now she's worried about her two little boys. She's got all the stress going on. She calls Amanda, and Amanda prays with her. Amanda tells her, you know, hey, you need to trust in God. God's got this. You need to give it to God. And then she calls later that night, you know, and I'm talking to her on the phone. Amanda's talking to her on the phone. She's crying. I, I haven't ate. I haven't slept. You know, I'm stressing out. I, I, gotta, I know you said to give it to God. I've given it to God. Um, I've, I've prayed, and I've prayed, and I, I keep on praying, but I still have all this, you know, fear. I still have all this doubt. I still have all this, oh, you know, and I can't get rid of it. Sometimes, you know, you're going to be going through that because it's real. Ezekiel 37, 7 through 8. So I prophesied as I was commanded. So God told them to do something and they did it. Right? That prayer warrior that you talked to told you to do something and you did it. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise, and suddenly a rattling, and the bones came together, <clears throat> bone to bone. Indeed, as I looked, everyone say look. As I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them over, but there was no breath in them. He prophesied. He prophesied. Ezekiel prophesied. Well, sometimes we say these words in the Bible, and we understand them, but we don't really understand them. 
prophesy simply means to say a certain thing that will happen in the future. All of us in this whole entire building are going to leave this building at some point today. That's prophesying right there. Because that will happen sometime today. <laughs> you might stay here a couple hours, but you know, <clears throat> at some point, right? It can be as simple as that. But we need to prophesy into our life. We need to speak that into our life. I will have a financial gain in my life. It is going to happen this week. I don't know how God's going to do it. You know God. You know. I don't know where he's going to do it. You know God. Ezekiel, you know God. It's not up to you to get the details, okay? God's got the details, right? Do you know what a sinew is? A sinew is a tendon, right? Because you have bones, biology lesson 101. You have bones, you have tendons, you have muscle, and you have flesh, right? That's exactly what he's talking about. The bone to bone, tendon to muscle, muscle the flesh, right? And then skin covering that. God's in the details. He's got you on that. We need to prophesy life. Pastor spoke about it a couple weeks ago. He's, he was like talking about um, speaking life into yourself. We need to prophesy life, speak life into our miracle. No matter how small the miracle is, if the miracle is just to see some more joy in your life, speak that. I want to see more joy in my life. Ezekiel prophesied life into the bones. He prophesied life into the tendons, into the muscles, into the skin, into the breath. Ezekiel looked. Ezekiel looked. It says right there in the end of the scripture, it says, Indeed, as I looked, the sinews in the flesh came upon them. You got to be looking for your joy. Somebody say, I need to be looking for my joy. I need to be looking for my miracle. I need to be looking. Ezekiel looked for his miracle as it was happening. Be expecting the joy in your life. Be expecting that. Is the devil going to attack you? How many of you know the devil's going to attack you? Right? You know, you planted all the seed and everything like that, and that crazy clover still came up. Right? Right in the middle of your sidewalk. How did it come up in the middle of my sidewalk? You know? I don't know. I got some Roundup and I squirted that sucker a whole bunch. A whole lot more than I needed it. It only needs one squirt, but I put a whole bunch of squirts on it. Right? Just to make sure. Right? That crazy clover. Where did it come from? You know? I have a corner lot. So I'm way far away from everybody. Their lawnmower clippings don't accidentally come on mine. Right? So I'm asking you, when the devil sneaks in, what are you going to do about it? He's going to sneak in. Be expecting that. Right there in the scripture, it tells you, but there was no breath in them. Satan sneaking in. Oh, guess what? Yeah, you got your blessing all right. Because it's not completed. You know, you're just partially healed. You know, um, you partially, yeah, you got a financial blessing. But, you know, it's, it wasn't all the way there. You know, um, they're going to talk to you 
They called you into the office to talk to you about, you think it's a promotion, you think it's a pay raise, but it could be something else. He's always digging in there. He's trying to put that seed of doubt in there. Always. But there was no breath in them because the devil doesn't want to focus on what God's already done about putting bone to bone, about putting the tendons on, about putting the muscle on, about putting the skin on. He doesn't want you to focus on what God's already done for you. He doesn't want you to focus on your family and your children and the, you got a house with your head. You have a job. You have finances. You were able to make it here. You have a car, you know. He's not wanting you to focus on all the beautiful, awesome, amazing, joyful things in your life. He's wanting you to focus on that little tiny little patch of clover. I have this huge lawn. I got a little tiny patch of clover. And here I've talked about clover 15 times in the service. Right? You think my whole entire lawn's clover. Sometimes he just wants you to focus on the littlest things. Oh, there's no breath in there, Vince. There's no breath in there. God didn't do anything. Just because God's not done, don't give up on your joy. Just because God's not done with you, don't give up on your joy. The devil wants you to push it away. I ain't got nothing. You know, I lost my hope. You know, I lost everything. What are you talking about? Look right next to you. There's a beautiful wife next to you. Look at your feet. There's a beautiful child right next to you that loves you unconditionally. I don't know if you've ever been loved by a child. It's crazy. Get a, get a hug from your son or your daughter. Woo! I don't care how old they are. 50-year-old hugging his, you know, 70-year-old um, mom. Oh, that 70-year-old mom is like on cloud 5,000. Right? Because that's her baby boy. Just because God's not done, don't give up on your joy. He'll finish what he started. Because you know why? Jesus is a God of completion. That's right. Jesus is a God of completion. He doesn't start something and then not finish it. That's the devil. He doesn't start something and not complete it. You know, if he started a financial blessing in your life, he's going to complete it. It's going to come true. It's going to come to come to fruition. He's going to complete it. Ezekiel 37, 9 and 10. <clears throat> also, he said to me, Prophesy to the breath. Now Jesus is telling them again. Prophesy to the breath, son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as I was commanded, as he commanded me, and breath came into them, and they lived and stood up upon their feet, an exceedingly great army. Psalms 30 says, joy comes in the morning. Joy comes in the morning. Joy is fresh. Joy is new every single morning. Pastor, the sunrise that you watched this morning, it's the brand new sunrise. You're never going to see that one ever again. Tomorrow, the next one you see is not going to be like the one you saw today. The one you see this day right here, it's never going to be the same. The Bible says, 
and Psalms 118, this is the day that the Lord has made and I will rejoice. I'm going to be glad in it. Hallelujah. Glad in what? Glad in your miracle. I'm glad in my joy. I'm glad in what God's going to be doing in my life. Hallelujah. He's got the joy. Come on. Nehemiah 8 says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Come on, the joy of the Lord is my strength. So when I, so when I praise Him, I find joy. Yes. When you lift your hands and praise Him, you find some joy. When you worship Him, you find some joy. That's where God is, and God is joy. Yes, Jesus is your joy. I said Jesus is your joy. Come on, you can shout for that. That's right. Come on, Jesus is your joy. When you go through life and it's a little bit blinded and you don't know where to turn, you're a little bit lost. You don't, you can't find your way. You lost a little bit of hope. You like, you know, things are going wrong. Things are going wrong in your life. You got an upset at this, upset at that. You got an argument here, miscommunication there. Just raise your hands. I love you, God. I thank you, Jesus. Lord, I thank you for the joy, God. I thank you, Jesus, Lord. I thank you, God. I praise you. Be driving down the road and that person cut you off. I praise you, Jesus. I'm not going to get upset at that because that's going to make you upset at that. It's just a domino affection. You know, the devil's going to keep on attacking. Little dig here, little dig here, little dig here. But I got the joy of the Lord. The Lord is my strength. Hallelujah. Worship to your joy. Worship to your joy. Hallelujah. Praise to your joy. That's what we have to do today. That's what I want you to do this week. Is praise and worship to your joy. Prophesy into your life. Speak that life into your joy. The joy. God's got it for you. If you haven't found your joy, now you know where to find it. It's in his worship. It's in his praise. Just lift up your hands. Just open up your eyes and see past all the little things in life, all the little things that you got going on, all the little things that you got going on with your children or work or events or schedules and all that kind of stuff. You know, big giant events like cancer or something like that. Worship through it. Say, I claim the victory. I'm going in. I'm prophesying that the doctor's going to tell me that everything's going to be all fine. That little test is benign and there's no cancer there I'm claiming the victory I'm prophesying into my life we need to okay we prayed for it thank you Jesus I prayed for it now I'm prophesying I'm walking in my joy I'm going I'm walking through my joy right now because that's what I need that I don't need to be focused on the prayer anymore and being depressed and being down I need to walk in my joy I need to be thankful for my joy because that's where it's at that's where God is he's in the praises of his people that's where you feel your joy come on hallelujah worship to your joy hallelujah God I praise you Lord I thank you Jesus God bless you worship to your joy